and I was watching Rick Moranis as Woody Allen walking out of a movie theater, and all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, that's the Paramount movie theater. I've been to that movie <laughs> and theater. You realize, hey, that's happening here. You're in, in Edmonton. And then literally they cut to him and Dave Thomas as Bob Hope rocking around the Centennial Library as New York. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Lullisher with Yeg Me the Podcast. Every week we'll be chatting with some great people in Edmonton. It's our chance to learn a bit more about them and have them share some of their Yeg centric stories. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and thank you for joining us. Hi everyone, it's Rob Lullisher with Yegme the Podcast. Excited to have a, uh, a creative guest this weekend. We've got uh, our, our friend Alan Mott has joined us here today. Alan, how's it going? It's going good. Going good. Glad you could come in today. Well, glad to be here. What's new in your world? Uh, well, uh, actually, uh, my uh, BFF uh, Asta Kajuria, uh just uh, put up a uh, doc pitch on StoryHive. So oh, for the next cool. three days, by the time people hear this, it will be too late to it, vote. It'll be a little but, late, but, but vote if you can. If you can if you go can. back, if you get yeah. in your time machine go, yeah. and uh, uh, go vote. But that's I'm, 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 I'm credited as the writer on that. So that's a documentary called Mr. to Mrs. that we're so, working on. So just to jump to ahead uh, a little bit, you you are a writer. That's yeah. that's the full-time gig that yeah. you've got here in Edmonton. And so you know what? Paid to do. Good stuff. <laughs> I'll have lots of questions about that. Before we get there... You grew up in Edmonton? Yes. Tell us a bit about that. Where'd you grow up, Alan? Uh, I grew up on the north side, and uh, actually I was kind of screwed up by where I grew up because I my house is situated right in the middle of uh, Miano Elementary, uh, Killarney Junior High, and Queen Elizabeth High School. Okay. So I never had to get up more than a half hour before class. So a large part of my personality is informed by that. Timed everything to within yeah. 10 seconds of the bell? Well, and I became infamous uh, from junior high onward because I was the kid with the long hair that was never combed because that extra, you know, two minutes of uh, time in front of the mirror getting my hair combed was not to be wasted. You, you were a master of time management of yeah. another kind. Yeah. Back in the day, exactly. Yeah, right on. Did uh, did you attend college, university here in Edmonton? Uh, uh, I, I I attended U of A until we decided to see other people. Okay, is how I put it. Catch later, U of A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're... I was a film studies major and an English minor, and uh, I have no idea what I would have done if I'd actually gotten my degree. But uh, I managed to. What uh, what were you doing in high school that led to wanting to go into that program in the first place? Uh, well, I was a big drama nerd. That was okay. my big uh, my big uh, thing. I was a Really wanted to be an actor and actually won the uh, um, the local high school like uh, competition uh, monologue competition was two it, years in a row. Was it the Cappies back then that the the journals involved with? I, I I don't even. Uh, this was like we're talking twenty years ago. So okay, I, we so can I can't remember. Test remember. both of our memories that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, but that, that was my big. I was I wanted to be an actor, but then I had a, sort of this ep- epiphanic experience uh, where I. Uh, I had written a monologue and I performed it and had done quite well, but then I saw a friend of mine perform it. And I, I, when she got all the laughs, I felt like, oh, it feels just as good when she gets the laughs as when I get the laughs. So I don't actually have to go through the terror I, I of getting on I stage. I don't have to do it all. Yeah, yeah. I, I can just be the writer. So that's when I, that was the moment I decided I'll just okay. focus on the writing okay. over the performing. Was that like grade 12 or, or early the, in the, high the, school? This, or? this was, this was uh, my, my, I think, third year of university where oh, I finally okay. decided so that. You, that was yeah. the moment where yeah. moving back. Yeah. Had, had you done anything outside of school in in the field of drama? Uh, like I, with my, my, my big claim to fame was I was uh, in a in a uh, for, no what uh, oh my god my mind is blanking the the Citadel I was in okay. a Citadel play okay. uh, we did a uh, Euripides the Birds and 
I was the one actor mentioned in the review, so that was the big uh, claim to fame that I could lord over everyone. I was the engaging comic sidekick. Through that and everyone's yeah. <laughs> in the green room. How yeah. do you like them apples? Yeah. Good stuff. So that uh, university, you decided, Kate, it's time for me to, to be a writer, and, and you started into that career. Um, before we get to that, just a quick question I love asking. You know, if you look back in your time in Edmonton, is there a real significant Edmonton moment that, that you were you were there front and center or you were part of that story? Tell us about that. Well, it was, I don't really have a story like that. Okay. But what I do, like the moment where I was actually truly, oh my God, I am, am an Edmontonian, came when I was about 11, 10 or 11 years old. I can't actually put an actual date on it, but it came when I was watching SCTV, okay. which was growing up, like uh, I just was a show even when I was younger, I didn't really understand it. I just still loved the energy of it and the goofiness of it. But then there came this moment where I was watching it, and I was watching Rick Moranis as Woody Allen walking out of a movie theater, and all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, that's the Paramount movie theater. I've been to that movie <laughs> and theater. you realize, hey, that's happening here, here in Edmonton. Edmonton. And then literally they cut to him and Dave Thomas as Bob Hope rocking around the Centennial Library as New York. And it was like this, like, oh, my God, this thing I love actually was created here. And I recognize it. And so I, from that point on, I, did, I didn't realize at the time, because this was pre-internet, right, right. that there was only one season that was actually filmed in Edmonton. They filmed here for one year. Yep. And so I would watch for those episodes to try to pick out, like, and later on, uh, uh, I had this cool moment where I bought the DVD set. And I watched the episode with the famous uh, Polynesia Town thing where Johnny LaRue wants to, is filming his magnum opus and he wants this crane shot, needs to get this crane the shot. crane shot, uh, I remember that. And, and, yes. and you get the crane shot and I'm watching it and I realize that's in the avenue at the publisher where I worked and published my first books was in that avenue. Wow, <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. I remember one, I think it was, uh, it was John Candy and I think it was in the old Heritage Mall. Yeah. And, uh, where he was like this pro street hockey player that the scout had uh, yeah. uh, picked him up playing against these kids. <laughs> yeah. and it was years ago, actually, Dave Thomas was in town and he'd written a book about yeah. SCTV. And, yeah, I have and that book, yeah. He was at uh, Audrey's Books yeah. down on, over in uh, Jasper Ave and that was pretty cool meeting him. And yeah. Yeah, Edmonton played a pretty significant uh, well, role. And Joe in, Flaherty in, still uh, comes here for oh, theater he sports and stuff like that. Yeah, all the time, yeah, with that. So very cool. So... You're in the writing gig. Tell, tell us a bit about uh, some, some of your early days in writing. What were well, you doing? I, I, people always ask writers, how do you become a writer? And I tell people the most important thing is you have to become a dishwasher at a Greek restaurant. That was a crucial part of my writing career. Because <laughs> what happened was, is I was working at Yanni's Taverna on White Ave. Okay. And uh, a friend of mine there who was a waiter, he became sort of the waiter of uh, Lone Pine's publisher who would come in. Because Lone Pine was just like down the street. It wasn't that far. So he would come in and he would always ask for Danny as his waiter. And Danny was getting his, uh, his uh, uh, degree in history. Okay. And uh, Lone Pine had a history division. So the publisher was like, you should write a book for us. And so Danny ended easy. up writing a book for him, and he ended up becoming a staff writer with them. And they were like, well, do you know anyone else who wants to be a writer? Because they were just starting this ghost book division. Okay. And, and yeah. so he was like, well, yeah, my friend Alan is a writer. So I submitted a story, and within a month, I was started, working full-time as a writer. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's a good thing, uh, you know, the career as a dishwasher at Yanny's yeah. isn't very good because they, they break all the dishes. Yeah. Right? There's, there's none, none to clean up there. Uh, for those who don't know, what what's a ghostwriter? What what does that look like? Well, well uh, I, I was 
I've actually done both. I've been a ghost book writer who okay. I wrote stories about ghosts, about ghosts, okay. and I've also the, been the a literal. ghost writer okay. as someone who's written someone else's biography. I've done that okay. too. I, I can't really talk about that one because it's kind of messy. That, okay. Okay. <laughs> but the ghost book. So your was, your name is not associated with like no one sees it in print anymore. Well, that that book ended up not getting printed. Oh, I see. But okay. uh, but I okay. sort of had the experience. But uh, for the the other one, my ghost my ghost books, I I, uh, I ended up writing some regional stuff like uh, 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 ghost stories of Tennessee and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. But I also uh, I also got to I had the privilege of writing a bunch of uh, short fiction as well. So I wrote okay. uh, like uh, fireside ghost stories and campfire ghost stories too and books like that. So I got to indulge sort of my uh, ghost story thing. But uh, probably the two books that I had the most fun writing were uh, Urban Legends, okay. which was about sort of just local urban legends. And, well, not even local, just for, for gen- general, gen- gen- general. Gen- general urban okay. legends. Okay. And uh, But all urban legends are local yeah. in a way, even the ones that everyone knows. They, they find a way to get the yeah. local twist. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the other one is uh, scary movies because okay. as a film studies major, I'm obviously a huge movie geek. So getting okay. to write a bunch of essays about my favorite horror movies was really so cool. So did you self-publish these or no? These were all through Lone Pine. All yeah. through Lone Pine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is the uh, what's the book career like these days? Uh, I I haven't really been focusing it on on it lately. I still have occasionally get the idea of like. Hey, I should write another novel because I've written a novel. I didn't get it published, but I, okay. I, I wanted okay. to have the experience of just sitting down and writing it. And occasionally, I get the urge of like, is this idea in the zeitgeist and will it sell? And you know, just sort of. And I, I've had a couple, so it'll happen eventually. That, that but, balancing act yeah. of doing what you want to do and, yeah. and knowing that yeah. you know I got to move well, the. Uh, well, but the also because like now machine. I now, now I work as a copywriter, so I do write as a living every day. Okay. So I okay. just sort of and and people like complain like oh I but to me it does scratch that creative itch. Like I always say like the greatest uh, practice I had as a copywriter was writing so much so much bad poetry when I was a teenager because I would try to write, you know, a sonnet and a sestinel and all these different yeah. forms. And so now when someone says, "Okay, we need to say all of this in 50 words, do it." Yeah. It's exactly the same mindset as I would have with a poem. I'm not thinking like, yeah. "Oh, I'm writing like a commercial." Yeah. It's sort of like I have to fit all this information uh, in a way I that can, moves people. I understand that. Yeah. You know, I came from the newspaper business and yeah. I used to, you know, with with affection for the skill set, yeah. I would say, "I I'll show you any journalist who can write long." Yeah. The art of writing short yeah. is very, very difficult, yeah, and, yeah. and that's so I can. That's great training. I like uh, on the poetry side of yeah. things. How long were you in the uh, in the book publishing biz? Uh, I did that for about five years. Okay, okay. What'd you do after that? Uh, then uh, I did what a lot of people do: is I struggled a bit. I worked as a uh, in the call center at Domino's Pizza. Okay. <laughs> I worked uh, the graveyard shift at Money Mart, and then when I finally lost my mind doing that, because I would get about a Two or three yeah. death threats every week. Oh. Uh, I, uh, I I just sort of like said I quit on Facebook. The the price of being a, yeah. write, a writer. Yeah, still, right? yeah. I I quit, and then someone someone like sort of I tangentially knew. I think I met him a total of once in real life. Was sort of like, well, you know, we need a copywriter here at this marketing company. Would you like to to try out? And so that was sort of my gateway into my current gig. <laughs> and I've just completely, I've like like failed upwards all the way. So now I've like like some recently so, recently. So I got, don't be afraid to throw out yeah, a little vent every once well, in a while. Well, I, I got I got in trouble on Twitter because some, I, I uh, someone tweeted like, what what's the most Gen X thing about you? And I said like, oh, well, I've uh, succumbed to I, I I've. I've fell upon this sort of upper middle class lifestyle without any planning or effort. Like, I just sort of like have sort of some sound myself like being doing well. You cramered your way <laughs> exactly. uh, up, yeah, up into yeah, the world. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Uh, you touched on briefly, you, you've got a big passion around the movie business. Yeah. Tell, tell us a bit about that. Oh, well, I just, uh, it, it, that is my general love. And like, uh, it's sort of, I, I don't call myself, you know, like a cinephile or a movie. Like, I just, I love movies. Like, that's my passion. And almost, yeah. I almost love reading about and studying movies even okay. more than I love, like, watching them. To me, it's like the, about the history. And the, the creative process, yes. the creation side? The, like, or, both. Or like, after, okay, like, like both I, lo- I love reading, the, about, I love reading yeah. about, like, sort of, like, filmmakers and actors. But I even, I also love, like, reading about film executives and okay. stuff like that. Like, just okay. sort of the, the whole story. Like, to me, it's yeah. sort of, I have, like, even, like, uh, I was talking, like, I joke about, like, professional wrestling. I don't right, actually right. enjoy watching it, but reading about it fascinates me. I just read a book recently by uh, Michael Ovitz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was the head of CAA. Yeah. And, and, you know, you look at the power, the behind the scenes yeah. that they held in Hollywood. It yeah. Was, it was amazing. Well, also and, seeing, and, like, how they, they talk about their experience in comparison to how other people talk yeah, about them. Exactly. Dealing with the actors. and, and Yeah. Like, very, very cool. So... Uh, th- this passion, is it something, are you going to the movies every week or, or is it just uh, rent at home? Uh, I, well, yeah, I buy a lot of movies. I, 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 uh, my, my big, uh, source is, uh, Turner Classic Movies. Okay. Like I have, I, I joke that I actually have this hard drive of movies that I've gotten through all sorts of different means. And if yeah. I were to watch one every day, it would take me seven years before I repeated and saw one. I still a little while. Yeah. So, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, is is there a community in Edmonton that shares that passion? Oh yeah, like uh, uh, I've uh, um, we, there's a movie trivia thing that happens on Tavern on White okay. every last Sunday of the month that I go to, and this is, is this your, is a total brag. Is like your, this is uh, this is name me bragging. permanently etched on the trophy. Well, well, literally at the last one they had to change the rules because our team has won eleven out of the twelve ones that have been held. So no one's coming anymore. Well, well, people are still coming, but they're complaining that they never have a chance to get the really cool prize because they used to give away, like, the, the, oops, sorry. They would yeah. give away the cash yeah. and, and the top prize. Now you have to choose between either getting the cash or the top prize. You can't get both because we were getting both pretty much all of one time. Now are you the anchor <laughs> of the team or, or are you uh, No, we have, I, I, think, I think we have a really good team where yep. we, all have, we all have our specialties. I think I'm, I'm really good at classic Hollywood where you have guys who are good at the sort of uh, foreign and uh, art stuff. And, okay. Uh, yeah. okay. Now you have a, uh, a website. Yeah. Tell, tell us a bit about that. Uh, it's basically, I call it a a hole's guide to B movie bull s. Okay. Uh, because it's uh, uh, just it's called Vanity Fear. Uh, and vanityfear.com.com. Uh, com, yeah. Okay. Uh, you can also find it if you put in alanmott.com. Okay. You can find it. And also uh, my uh, Twitter uh, and uh, Instagram uh, is House of Glib. So if you do houseofglib.com, it'll bring you there too. And basically, it's just a bunch of old essays I've written. I've written for purely the passion of it, like just sort of just uh, writing about movies that people generally don't write about. That's okay. always my my take on it. Is like anyone can have you know their take on the Seventh Seal and Citizen Kane. It's when you're talking about Cheerleaders Wild Weekend that you start getting from into, outer space. Yeah. Well, what, probably my proudest <laughs> achievement, and I'm not joking about this, is they did a DVD. They did a DVD set for the Slumber Party Massacre movies. 
and I was mentioned in the liner notes for having written the definitive essay on Slumber Party Massacre 2. The definitive essay. On Slumber Party Massacre 2. I'd put that on my tombstone if I was you. And actually because of that, the the director actually reached out to me. So now I'm Facebook friends with the woman who wrote and directed that movie. Nice. So that's sort of like, that's my, like, of all the writing I've done, that was the one that really, (laughs) and also uh, it's not Edmonton-based, but it is sort of Canada-based, is I've done quite a bit of writing for Canuxploitation.com, which is uh, operated by Paul Kurop, who actually coined the term Canuxploitation, which is about Canadian exploitation movies. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What, what is the Canadian uh, movie industry? And part B of that question is, I, I'm just curious to yeah. hear your thoughts of the, of the Edmonton filmmaking scene. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's really passionate because uh, at this point, you're not doing it for money. You're not doing it for fame. Chances are people, even in your home country, are not going to see what you do. So to me, that is like, that is a level of like sort of really, that's really good when when people are just doing it for the love of it because they have to make these movies. And not all of them are great. Some are, you know, but it's the wide range. And then you have like, you know, just ones that are just, you know, you have have, have like the David Cronenbergs that come up and just sort of, I, I love the fact that, you know, we have this really weird filmmaker who is the preeminent Canadian filmmaker because that would never happen in the states. Right. <laughs> the uh, uh, you mentioned your friend earlier on yeah. uh, being part of the the Tell a Story Hive yeah. competition. Yeah. What what's going on in that world with with local filmmaking? Uh, that's a really cool thing where uh, people uh, are submitting just sort of ideas and pitches, and uh, they. Uh, and you can vote on them. And if they get enough votes, then TELUS will fund it. Okay. And it'll get made. And so that's my my friend's documentary is going to... Doesn't get of, any more democratic yeah, yeah. than that? Sir. And she, she wants to make a documentary about sort of this idea of like how much a woman's name is a part of her identity. Okay. And what we're asking when we're asking them to change their name with marriage. Oh, I see. And yeah. so I think it's a, it's a really cool idea. And so I'm really, I'm really hoping that she's able to get a chance to make it. Right on. Have, do you have any other friends in, in the local film industry? Um, not, 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 not so uh, much the ones who are yeah. making it, but uh, I know a lot of people who work, uh, work with Metro and okay. sort of in the programming. And uh, uh, I've, uh, I've submitted a, uh, a, a potential uh, curated series for Metro, I have no idea if it'll happen or not, but okay. I want to do I want to do a four film series on the, the films of Raquel Welch. The Star Metro folks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll have to lean on them. I know a yeah. couple people yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, you and I had the chance to meet yeah. at a Pecha Kucha night, yeah. and uh, really enjoyed your presentation. Thank you. And for those who don't know, Pecha Kucha, you know, Japanese term for chit chat. Yeah. Keep it short and sweet. It's 20 slides by yeah. 20 seconds, and I, I like to joke: if you don't like it, don't worry; it'll be over yeah. in six minutes yeah. and 40 seconds. Uh, are you doing much public speaking in that? Uh, I, I, I th- th- that was my third Pecha Kucha. And I tried to, I, I tried to keep, like the last one I did, like about, I think it was three years ago. But I tried, because I could, if I wanted, like, if I, if I, I feel like I could do one at every single one. Right. And I, I, I come I, up with a different yeah, topic every time. I come up with a different time. topic every, every yeah, time. Totally. And like, I, like, I have that, I, that in me. And they, they've actually told me that, you know, they, like, if I put, submit it, it's, going to go up like nice. they've, they've, they've they've sort of like have, have admitted that to me just because I think I am well I, I I don't do it exactly the way you're supposed to do it because you're supposed to be sort of breezy and just you know sort of you know not very structured yeah. whereas like I have like sort of the commercial writer in me like <laughs> I know exactly how like I've got 20 seconds per slide yeah. I know what I'm saying per slide yeah. and so it's like when I when I move on to the next slide what I'm saying pertains to that slide yeah, yeah, so it's very much more structured I, than I'm such a fan of the format, yeah. and, and I love it. You know, it's yeah. usually about eight to ten speakers, yeah. And, yeah. and just, you know, anyone listening, if you get a chance to go to one in Edmonton yeah. or wherever, 
uh, go check it out. Um, speaking of checking it out, uh, our, our great little uh, burb here of Edmonton, can you think of a, a you know, a hole in the wall or, or not, a little restaurant that you wish more people knew about? Uh, well, Woodwork is probably my favorite. Okay, uh, I haven't been there yet. Tell oh, us yeah. about that. Uh, well, it's uh, it's one of those ones where the emph- emph- infamous emphasis, sorry, having trouble with words there, uh, is on cocktails. Okay. So the cocktails are always excellent. Like, I always... Don't go there if you're a beer person because they have a limited selection and it's not for you. Okay. Crafts but, right around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they and they admit that like they're not going to compete with crafts, so they're going to do what they're okay. good at. Uh, but also the food is just that it's exactly the kind of food that I you know I love. It's just sort of not not overly complicated, but it's locally sourced ingredients okay. done as well as they can be done. Nice. Now, yeah. did you know the folks before they opened? No, or? no. Okay, it was just, just a case where on, just uh, just a case where someone like I had a couple of people recommend it to me, and yeah. all was like it was downtown. It's right. Is that know. it's on uh, 100th Street, right? Yeah, right it's right off, right off, right, 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 right off uh, Rice yeah. Howard Wit Wit Road. Okay, yeah. okay, I know that spot. Yeah. So where, where uh, uh, Japanese Village used to be, if people remember. Oh, they're okay, downtown. that they're in that building. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, because uh, well, that's great to see because yeah. that was such a cool building yeah. when Japanese Village left. Yeah. It was kind of. I believe it was like boarded up for yeah, well, a while. Yeah, well, it's a real, and, real cool space too. Yeah. Um, is is there any little uh, Edmonton, not maybe a restaurant or not, but a little shop in town that that you're a big fan of? Well, I w- for this, uh, it wasn't so much a shop I was thinking of. It was a local business. Okay. And it is uh, it is Batsheet, which is my friend's uh, Batsheet. It's okay. Hindi, it's Hindi for Let's Talk. Okay, and it's cool. my my friend's video company, yeah. and they make uh, they've done a lot of corporate videos, yeah. but they're also trying to move up yeah. to do sort of uh, like uh, like the, it's that that do- documentary I was talking about. Oh, okay, they're, yeah, they're they're, so they're, they're ones, part of that. They're uh, part of that, yeah. and uh, they also uh, they just did a, a video announcing uh, the uh, the the Edmonton Conference Center's rebranding from okay. Shaw Conference yep. to Edmonton Conference okay, Center, yep. and I, I wrote that for them. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So right that was on. like sort of like I've done some local stuff. Like uh, I used to work for Northland. So for a while there, yeah. if you saw anything related to K-Days, I was the one who wrote you were, that. You were the guy? Yeah. So you told us about every, uh, you know, deep fried pickle. I, uh, I non, not only that, but for <laughs> three years, I was a judge for, a judge. The, for the uh, for the the new food. Okay, outside of corn dogs and deep fried pickle, what, what was your... Tell me your top three deep fried items over the years at K-Days. Uh, I got a lot of trouble for recommending it, but I loved it was the deep fried butter because it, <laughs> it's ba- basically all it is. It's like if you know what a hush puppy is or a fritter. Okay. It's basically if yeah. you get that pre-buttered. Okay. So you don't have to open up and butter it. The butter is already inside it. Uh, the last last year they had... That'll keep the ticker yeah, going. <laughs> yeah. Last year they had a, a deep fried cruller, which... Okay. Well, a deep fried... No, it was a deep chocolate covered... Oh, no, okay, no, what it was, it was a cruller where they had taken a Reese's peanut butter cup, oh, put that in the center, and then deep fried them together. Oh, that was that was a truly transcendent experience. Yeah. And then uh, deep fried. I'm trying to think what the... Uh, those, those are pretty couple yeah, good contenders. Yeah, 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 I, I think, yeah, I think yeah. we can yeah. at, at a couple. Yeah. Um, do you, you said you've been writing for a bit of video production. Is oh, yeah. that something you want to do more of down the oh, road? Oh, yeah. No, I, lo- I love doing that. I've done uh, yeah. a bunch of, uh, like, for uh, Northlands and uh, uh, for ATB and for uh, and for just a bunch of stuff that uh, my friends have done. So, yeah. Yep. No, it is, it is, like I said, like, at this point, I've written pretty much everything you can possibly write except possibly a te- technical manual. Like, okay. Yeah. 
So do is there a future where you are the writer of the greatest B movie ever? That that I I have a lot of ideas and okay. that I always say like my What is the working title right now? Well, I don't have a working title, but I always say like my my dream like if I were to make my dream movie, it would be like a Russ Meyer style beach movie <laughs> musical. Okay. That that's very much my aesthetic. In slow motion. In slow motion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Google Russ Meyer. Yeah. I'll leave it up to you folks to, to look <laughs> on your own. Um, I love this question. If, yeah. if you had a visitor in from out of town, is their first time here to Edmonton? I have to bring my phone up because I have a Where, list. Oh, you you made a list. Yeah, You're I made I made I made total, because totally cheating on on this. Uh, uh, we don't give our guests any heads up at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I've listened to other podcasts, so okay, I know the questions go. you asked. There we go. But, uh, but, but yeah, their first time in town in Edmonton, what what do you feel really well, captures the city well? Well, my, my and this is based on my personal prejudice, which is when I travel, the only thing I care about is trying new food. Okay. That is why I travel. That is why I love going to new places. So if someone comes to visit me, uh, I am going to try and introduce them to all Take of the, the amazing food, dishes. Food tour. So this is nice. my list of like the things that I would have them try. Okay. And so I would have them try the Brussels sprouts at Woodwork, the uh, potato fondant at Partake, the fish tacos at Trey Carnalis, the latte at Coffee Bureau. We're going to be able to print a food guide yeah. here. The, the lemon meringue cake at Duchess, the uh, gnocchi at Almanac. I would order off anything on the whiteboard at Tokyo Noodle Shop. The Fondata Agnolati at Barbrico, the Spicy Garlic Miso Pork Ramen at Prairie Noodle House, <laughs> the Hot Chicken at Northern Chicken, Eclairs at La Boule, the Blue Steel with Bacon and Smoke at the Burgers Priest. Those nice. are my, those were what that's I... A, that's a pretty good that's list. That's a pretty good list, yeah. and, and for everyone listening, I promise, Alan's going to send me that list. I'm going to put that list in the show notes okay. so that, yeah. that we have that easy reference yeah. for, for everyone to go check out on their own. Alan... Um, you know, it's so cool that Ed, I'm a big fan. The fact that you're you're working within your passion, your yeah. skill set, and and it's cool that you know you found the the regular, well, not the regular, but a good book of business to keep yeah. building upon. But you're doing some really fun things uh, as well in writing for Edmonton in general. I don't know if it's in the creative or or other, but when you look ahead, what what do you hope for for Edmonton down the road in the uh, next 10, 20 years? 20 years? Uh, I feel like we have to do two things to really sort of be the Edmonton we can be. One, we have to get our head out of our past. Okay. I, and that was sort of my, 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 my deal working with Northlands is that we seem to be dealing with a lot of people who have this very specific of what Edmonton is, and it's based on an Edmonton that really hasn't existed for 30 years. Like, when, when you say that, do you feel that, and I'm going to say Northlands being more yeah. sports or, well, exactly. or just in exactly. general? It's sort of this idea that, you know, everything we do has to focus on the Oilers because the Oilers were the greatest hockey team 30 years ago. Right. So every, like sort of Roger, building Rogers and stuff like that. Like I feel like we needed to, we truly need to revitalize downtown. Yep. But to me, that has more to do with public transportation and making okay. it easier for people to access downtown. Because yep. I, think, I think a big issue with Edmonton is that it's sort of like, my, my friend jokes is that we have a population of just, just under a million people and we have more square mileage than Chicago. Yeah, it's a, it's a big we're spread we're, we're spread out, yeah. and so like I think that help that makes it harder for us to come together because it's yep. literally hard for us yep. to come together because we have to drive everywhere. And as someone who doesn't drive, I've never driven, right. so it is sort of like there are parts of the city that I never see 
just because there's just, no real convenient way to get there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so for me, that's that's sort of the big thing I think we have to do. I think I think Edmonton, a lot of really cool things are happening. Like, uh, well, for I'll bring up an example. Uh, my friend Kat, who, uh, who DJs and performs as Kina Leon, okay. uh, she's just started a thing called Prism Night at Nourish Cafe, okay. where uh, uh, every every two weeks a month, I think it's every third week. I, I can't remember how it's like, but the next one's the seventh. So there'll be one two weeks after that. Uh, it's a, a for a LBT, LGBTQ okay. performers, okay. so it's a showcase for them, and it's ten bucks. But it's yeah. like like they have drag performers. It's just a fun they night, have a fun uh, night and, poetry. Yeah. The, what they had one woman yeah. come up and she just uh, well 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 Kina uh, did DJ. She painted a painting for an hour and stuff like right. that. Yeah. It sure seems to be a lot around town, um, you know, both the the burlesque performances yeah. and a lot of drag performances, yeah. and I I think it just you know, built around just well, I be think, who you want to be. Yeah, and, and come I think, have I think fun that's a part and, that Edmonton and, really wants to embrace. Yeah. Like when 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 I was working on that uh, video for the uh, Edmonton Conference Center, uh, they showed us a video of sort of what they were thinking of, and it was a very well made video. But I sort of it kind of made me yeah. sad because it reflected what I thought was a very limited view of what Edmonton is, right. and that it was sort of like very specific kinds of businesses and the Eskimos and the Oilers. Right. And there was, this was like, this is what Edmonton is, come here. Yeah. And it's like, but that doesn't resemble the Edmonton that I live in. Well, and, and the reality, uh, we're both in the marketing business, yeah. is is uh, sometimes you just can't make that one piece of content anymore yeah. and expect it to, to speak to everyone. everyone. You, you need yeah. to, to shape it a little bit, you know, dependent on the on the audience yeah. you're trying to connect it, it, with. Exactly, and I, I, but I just, I feel like more often than not, the default isn't necessarily who the picture we, it is it, today. The picture it is today. Yeah, I think yeah, I think people comment. people are seeing the default and assuming that well, that's the default. Yeah. And it's like yeah. no, it's actually Edmonton yeah. is a much different city than people give it credit yeah. for. Right and, and and even like uh, like in talking about you know the food thing, like one one epiphany I had that was really cool was I went to New York and I went to Mama Fuko, which is a restaurant that is basically credited for bringing ramen to North America and okay. really making it popular. Yeah. And the ramen there was really good. But then I came back here and I had the ramen at Prairie Noodle Shop and it was better. There you go. And that's sort of... Yep. And <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. Okay, we're going to wrap it up a little bit. Uh, a couple things before we go. If if you had to leave folks with one B-movie classic that they had to go figure out how to rent or, or stream, what movie would that be? Well, since I always put it in my top five movies of all time, I would have to pick Paul Bartel's Death Race 2000, which I think is a perfect movie. Death Race 2000. Okay, put that on the list, folks. You mentioned it earlier, Alan, but let's say it again. What are the different ways that folks can find you on, on the good old uh, web there? On Twitter and Instagram, I'm House of Glib, and you can find my website at vanityfear.com. Right on. Well, folks, uh, I'm Rob Lullisher. Alan Mott, thank you so much for being well, on Yegmi, the me. podcast, and uh, really enjoyed the chat. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us, folks. I'm Rob Lullisher, and this has been the Yegmi podcast. Be sure to visit our website, www.yeg.me, for more information on the show and some of our past podcasts. Also, some fun Yeg swag you can check out. All kinds of good stuff on the yeg.me website. And we look forward to seeing you in future episodes. <laughs>